Welcome to Living La Vida in Japan. I'm your host, Eduardo Lozano, with this week of my crazy adventures. I didn't do a podcast last week because I was crazy busy. I went to a New Japan show last week and had a lot of fun. But before I get to that, if you're listening to the first time and you like what you hear, please subscribe to my podcast. Also, follow me on Facebook, Living La Vida in Japan. Now, this week, I'm going to talk about my experience I had with New Japan Pro Wrestling. As I spoke about it before, I did go to a show last time in January, but that was for Fantastica Mania. It was a event that is that uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling gets involved with the uh, Mexican Wrestling Federation organization in Mexico, where they bring some of the talent from Mexico and produce a show. This week, it was strictly New Japan Pro Wrestling, the Japan Cup. Now, I'm going to share about my experiences. Before I talk about the details, I'm going to talk about this crazy thing that happened to me. I didn't, I never expected this to happen. So, I was sitting about, I would say, seven rows from the ringside. And uh, one of the crazy wrestlers... His name was uh, Takahashi Izuka. Uh, he's a crazy uh, wrestler that likes to come into the ring from the arena floor. But from my experience, I, I've never expected to actually experience that. So, so imagine you're watching you know, a wrestling show. And all of a sudden, you hear a loud commotion. So this is what happened to me and my wife. We were, we were about to watch a four-man tag with... Uh, you know, it was going to be, I, I can't remember the, the names, but I know it was uh, Juice Robinson, uh, Tanahashi, and I can't remember the two other wrestlers were, were they were fighting against, uh, against as I mentioned, uh, Takahashi Izuka and his clan. Well, this crazy man, <laughs> he pretty much bulldozed me to get to the ring. I was watching the you know entrances. And then all of a sudden, I heard like people yelling from behind me. And when I turned around, I saw this massive man. He's uh, he's bald and he has a goatee. So he he practically, well, he did actually. He grabbed a man from the throat, and he launched them to the floor like like a sack of potatoes. He just threw him like he was nothing. And at that moment, I'm like, well, this is part of the show, right? <laughs> wrong he, then he came right after me like I was like one row uh behind the guy in front of the guy and when I turned around I, t I snapped a few pictures and you could see him bulldozing me like he has his his hand on my face on my camera neck and he shoved me like he pushed me and let me tell you like <laughs> the man is very strong I, I like I went flying several feet back I was like what this is crazy. I got I got pushed and this man just went into the ring. He was like massive. He was strong. And you know, and I was laughing because the the woman where the guy was grabbed by the throat, she went running to the guy and she asked him, Are you okay? You know that job with this guy? He's like, And then they looked at me and I'm like, What just happened? You know, I was like a deer caught in headlights. But I did manage to snap a few pictures, which it came out very blurry, but for my experience, that was pretty cool. You know, I, I talked to a lot of my uh, students 
my college students said, you're lucky you got to experience that. I'm like, well, <laughs> never experienced that. I mean, I've been to several shows in the USA and that's the first time I actually got interaction with a wrestler. Boy, was he strong. <laughs> now, going back to comparing uh, Fantastica Mania versus uh, just Japanese wrestling in general. The first thing I want to say that Fantastica Mania was family friendly. Like I saw lots of kids there. Like it, like they were there. The wrestling was lots of high flying maneuvers, a lot of acrobatic stuff, and they were very encouraging. You know, for kids. I mean, I could, I could, you know, there were a lot of kids there. You know, they were family friendly. But when I went to see the Japan Cup, they were not fan, family friendly at all. I mean, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Actually, it's a more of a they're trying to promote their evolved style wrestling, the strong style, which I could definitely see it because a lot of crazy stuff happened that night. I mean, some kids were crying because they were scared of the wrestlers because they, they, they made it really, really dark. And it was like uh, that four-man tag that I was talking about earlier with uh, Takahashi, Izuka, and Juice Robinson and Tanahashi. I remember... Uh, during the match, there was a melee outside. I actually thought a riot was going to break out because all, all eight men were fighting outside the ring. And and uh, two of those battles were right, like literally next, like right next to where I was sitting with my wife. I remember um, I immediately instinctively protected my wife to shield her because they were like getting really close and they, they were like fighting people were moving chairs were getting thrown and it was just like i'm like oh my gosh is this gonna be a riot <laughs> so i'm watching and and i'm like wow this is some crazy stuff that's going on and then then everything got back into order they got him into back into the ring and you know end the story but the entire night it was pretty chaotic but it was a lot of fun i to be honest with you i had more fun with fantastica mania simply i guess because i got to speak Spanish, you know, because I miss speaking Spanish in Japan. I I know very few people that I could think I could count in my hands the amount of people I could actually speak Spanish with. And it was fun for me. But I also had fun watching New Japan Pro Wrestling because I got to yell in Japanese. I mean, like I said, I don't I'm not fluent by any means, but I could pretty much hold a conversation, I guess you could say. And I was yelling a lot of things in Japanese a lot of people were laughing because, you know, I was saying some funny things, you know, trying to uh, get reactions from the wrestlers, which I failed miserably. I thought I would get at least one reaction. No one bothered to say anything, you know, return when I started yelling, which in contrast with the Mexican wrestling, they do yell back because I, I think it's because more of the culture, because in Mexico, you know, when you watch uh, Mexican wrestling, the fans are like, um, you know, yelling, they're screaming, they're shouting, and the wrestlers respond, and they, you know, they yell back. They say, if you yell in obscenity, they'll yell back in obscenity at you. So in this case, you know, they're used to it. So when, you know, when I spoke, as I said in my previous podcast, that I, I actually was yelling back and forth to the Mexican wrestlers, it was normal for them. But in Japan, everyone is quiet. Like, it's really quiet. You, you only hear like a stir when something crazy happens. You could hear like, oh, you know, like when someone does like a move, people are impressed. They start applauding. They start, you know, saying, so, oh, you know, 
And um, funny thing was, uh, one of the uh, there was a man in the New Japan Pro Wrestling show that I I saw in Fantastica Mania, and here that I recognized him because he had to, he was the only one yelling besides me in Fantastica Mania, and then in New Japan he was the one that always was trying to encourage uh, people to start yelling, cheering for certain wrestlers, and I thought it was funny because I was like, wow, this guy is pretty cool. But you know what was not cool? I actually uh, went to uh, to the store to buy uh, a T-shirt. Uh, my wife got Juice Robinson. She she uh, loves Juice Robinson. He's a great wrestler. I'm I'm a fan too. I got a Bullet Club T-shirt, and I was so excited. I mean, I wish they would have had Kenny Omega, but they didn't have Kenny Omega or Kota Ibushi. But the sad part of the of this story was when I went to buy my merchandise. I got it, so I paid uh, three thousand yen, which is less than thirty bucks per each T-shirt. So I was happy, you know. I came back, and then you know I came back to take some pictures. We went to sit down, and somewhere in between me sitting down and getting to my car after the show, I lost my T-shirt. I have no idea where it is. This Bullet Club T-shirt, I I'm sure someone got it as a free present because I don't know what happened to it. Like the last time I remember seeing it was when I was taking a picture with the New Japan Cup, and it was just so disappointing. I was like so upset when I came home, but I got over it after a day. But uh, I was like, what happened to it? But the plus side, I did end up finding Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega t-shirt, which I have now, which I'm very excited to have. But I wish I would have not lost that 3,000 yen on the other t-shirt that I have no idea where it is. But whoever has it, you welcome. Anyhow, that was my story with the t-shirt. But going back to comparing, comparing uh, wrestling organizations, my wife likes to watch... In between, because we watch sometimes Mexican wrestling on, on television. She doesn't like uh, completely the style. She likes a mix of the Japanese with Mexican wrestling, which I have to agree. When you mix both wrestling, it comes out really cool. So if you get a chance to ever see a New Japan show, I mean, I think they're coming to the U.S. Uh, by the end of this month. Next week, actually, in Long Beach, California, if... If you're in that area, you should check them out. They're uh, they're spectacular. You won't regret it. I don't know how much tickets are or anything like that, but it's gonna be something special. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it here when uh, when they broadcast it because I'm sure they'll show it here in Japan. I think it's uh, March 25th, and my time will be March 26th. But if you're in that area, go watch it. And another thing I participated this week, which I thought was pretty cool, one of my friends from high school asked me to do uh, the Flat Stanley project to help out her son. And I never heard of Flat Stanley ever. You know, I never heard of it until my friend asked me. I had to Google it and she messaged me, you know, saying what I had to do, which it was pretty much to create a, a figure out of paper to... Uh, a, to uh, show the kids how I live life here in Japan, 
and you know and promote literacy so me and my wife well actually my wife more she's the i guess more creative one than i than i am <laughs> she uh we made a uh, flat stanley so my wife made a uh, yukata out of uh origami paper and made a yukata for this character that was that looked like just a piece of paper by the end by the time she finished it it looked like an actual character which i thought was pretty cool the only thing of that i did was actually make the hair and the eyes i, di I didn't design the yukata by any means i showed her how it would be cool to look but she's the one that the creative genius that put everything together and, and looked amazing and i had an adventure uh last weekend walking around with a paper figure uh named stanley we went to uh, the mall we went to uh the arcade i even took flat stanley to the new japan cup which i thought was pretty cool because i remember uh i thought it was funny too because people were watching me with this paper figure taking pictures and wondering what in the world is wrong with this man uh i remember i went to the mall and we went to uh, a restaurant and they and i took out stanley and i took a picture with the ramen i people are just like what what's going on because I'm sure they didn't hear, they've never heard of that project, but as many people who know me, I'm very shameless. So, you know, I was taking pictures, random pictures with, uh, with a paper figure and I thought it was cool. I wrote a letter, uh, to the school, you know, explaining the adventures. I try, I tried my best to make it as short as possible because it was, you know, it was a three day weekend. And I finally sent all the information back and she was happy with the pictures. And I, I hope uh, this will, you know, expand the kids' minds to say, wow, you know, the world is such a big place. You know, it's not just where I am. You know, it's really amazing when you think about it. You know, you wherever you live, you know, someone might, someone like you might be somewhere else on some other part of the world doing the exact same thing. And you didn't even know it. I mean, like I said, when I was a kid, I always dreamed of traveling the world. I always wanted to come to Japan, but I never thought that I would fulfill that dream. And, you know, by uh, the powers, powers of the universe, I ended up here. And I'm very proud to say that I'm here in Japan and I love it. If you ever have a chance to visit Japan or any other country, go ahead. You know, the world is in your hands. I remember when I was a kid, I think I said this last week that I told my mom I want to travel the world one day. And for the most part, I have gone to many countries and, you know, I have a lifetime of experiences that I will never forget. And if you have a chance to live abroad do it because it's just an experience that I could tell you about but it's better that you experience it firsthand for yourself because you get to see the different cultures you know you get to learn so much you know like like I learn every day you know especially with Japanese that you know like as many of you know it's very difficult very difficult for me to learn but I'm learning little by little you know I need to not be as lazy and study more maybe one day I'll be 
fluent as I am in English and Spanish, that would be just amazing. But who knows? You know, I would love to live here. A lot of people ask me, when are you going back home? And I think I am home. You know, when I first moved here, I didn't feel out of place. You know, even though I didn't speak the language, I mean, I knew uh, whatever I learned in uh, college when I took Japanese, but that was about it. You know, and the only people I knew was my wife, who at that time was my girlfriend, and her family. And that was it. And now that I've been living here for pretty much almost two years, it'll be July two years, I've made lots of friends. And and ever since I moved here, it felt like I was at home. I don't know why. I guess it's just where I'm supposed to be. I didn't feel out of place. You know, I, I mean, my, with my personality, I could pretty much adapt to any environment. That's one of my strong points. So... You know, people that ask me, you know, it's it wasn't hard to adjust at all. The only thing that's hard for me is being able to communicate because I love talking. Anyhow, that does it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to my channel. You can find me on iTunes with on Living La Vida in Japan. You could also like my Facebook page, Living La Vida in Japan. If you have any questions or comments or anything, please let me know. If you want to hear something special, something, some topic that you want me to cover, shoot me an email and let me know. I'll talk about that. I'll, that, that wraps it up for this week. Stay tuned as I bring you more adventures from Living La Vida in Japan here. I'm Eduardo Lozano. Thank you for listening. Hasta luego. Matane.